Welcome, and thank you for joining us for Heart for Iran's webinar series, where each month we speak with one of our partners who has the same passion and heart for Iran as we do. Coming up, we have Dr. Mark Morris, Director of Urban Theological Studies at Union University Memphis College of Urban and Theological Studies, along with Latif Paymon, a pastor to Afghan refugees, where they will be discussing an in-depth country update on Afghanistan and how we can help. Hello, good morning, and welcome to our webinar, Heart Free Wrong webinar today. Uh, we are really excited to be here and talking about a super important and relevant topic. I know it's been a while since I've been with you guys, uh, but I want to be thankful to Mike and Edwin, who took care of all the webinars while I was gone on vacation. But I'm glad to be back today and super excited to be bringing the topic of Afghanistan uh, to you guys today. It's all over the news. Everyone's talking about it. And it's important for us as the ministry Heart for Iran to also be talking about Afghanistan. They're sister nations sharing a lot of common language. And uh, we do ministry with Afghanistan as well. So today we're really excited to be bringing that uh, to you. And with us today, as always, we have my co-host, uh, Dr. Mike Ansari. Welcome, Mike, and glad to have you with us. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here, David. Yes, and also we have two really uh, important guests I'm excited to introduce. We have Dr. Mark Morris. He is the Director of Urban Theological Studies at Union University and also the Director of Refugee Memphis. And so he's going to be sharing from his perspective, a very seasoned missions professional and expert that's going to help us come to a knowledge of what's happening in Afghanistan. And then we also, it's a pleasure, uh, Pastor Latif, an Afghan-born background believer uh, who is now pastoring a Christian ministry. And so we're welcoming both of them today. Uh, Dr. Mark, Pastor Latif, thank you so much for coming to be with us to talk about this important topic. Thank you so much. Good to be here. Yes, yeah, welcome. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. So Mike, get us started. Tell us a little bit about what's going on in Afghanistan and as Heart for Iran Ministries, why this is so important uh, to us. Welcome to the program, guys. Yes, yeah, so it's good to have all you guys with us. If you are joining us live, this program is live. We would love to uh, hear from you guys. So please, throughout the program, ask your questions and we'll present the questions to our panelists and ask them to share. Uh, back in uh, about 20 years ago, uh, U.S. got involved in bringing uh, a centralized government in Afghanistan to help bring uh, democracy and, and, and meaning uh, and freedom to a, a, a land that is uh, that has gone through historic uh, turbulent uh, times and uh, it's a very, very uh, particularly uh, uh, important region. The people there are absolutely <laughs> loving. They're, they're extremely hospitable. If you guys are listening to this program and you think Afghanistan is a hostile place, I want to ask you to please take off the spectacles that the news agencies give us of understanding uh, Afghanistan and the region. It is a region that is filled with uh, history. It is rich in, in, in culture, in history, their food, their, their, their practices. They're extremely hospitable, the uh, kindest people on earth. And uh, unfortunately, this, this loving region has been uh, a victim of uh, Islamic militants, in particular the Taliban. 20 years ago, what happened was uh, uh, U.S. went in there to try to bring uh, more freedom to people. And then uh, over the August of, of this year, we realized that by pulling out uh, uh, U.S. Uh, forces from there, there was a quick takeover of Taliban. Now, what is happening here uh, is um, the Church of Afghanistan, which is the focus of our conversation here today, uh, became uh, absolutely uh, challenged and it's going through a major crisis. Our focus is not to really talk about the bigger pol political issues surrounding Afghanistan or U.S. That is for another day, another time. The focus of our program is um, God's work in the region, how it, it impacted this, this withdrawal, impacted this region, and what we're dealing with, how to pray, what is currently happening. So we're super excited that you guys are with us. Ask your questions. No question is bad. And uh, I do want to uh, ask you guys that uh, 
as you are watching this program or, or you're listening to this program, pass this along to your friends, to your pastors, to your leaders that need to know more information and, and really need to uh, go through the fog of misinformation and get to the truth. That's what we're trying to bring to you today. So with that said, David, I'm gonna pass along to you and I'll ask you to start the questions. Absolutely, thank you so much, Mike. Yeah, I forgot to welcome our Facebook audience and the website audience. And guys, do please pass this on. It's going to be available on social media and on our website. We want to get this message out, what's going on in, in Afghanistan. So let's get started. Uh, Dr. Mark Morris, Pastor Latif, uh, tell us what is happening in Afghanistan. What are you guys hearing? What's happening today in Afghanistan among the believers and in the country in general? Well, I'll jump in and let <clears throat> Pastor Latif correct me. Uh, clearly, there's a lot of confusion. There's so much confusion in Afghanistan right now. There's there's chaos. There's fear. There's there's a lot of door-to-door um, -door searches. We have heard reports, and Pastor Latif has shared many of these reports about uh, followers of Jesus who have been um, murdered. Have been martyred for their faith and and uh, but for the most part uh, people are uh, uncertain of what the future holds yeah of course what you say that is chaos is everywhere and every street and racism is going on in afghanistan and a lot of things is going on in afghanistan but one thing that i'm really encouraged when i got called from my uh, friends who uh, believe in Christ, who follow Christ, they are encouraging me. They said, we are going to stay here and share the good news. Amen. Now, our audience, if you're watching this program, our brother, Pastor Latif, is, uh, is coming from Afghanistan. He is a Muslim background believer. He's a convert that left Islam for Christianity. And uh, maybe another time we could go ahead and have him, he could take us through the journey which God took him, how he found Christ and why he's here and how he's here. And uh, it is an amazing story of God's redemption of, 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 of his people. So it, it is very exciting. But um, for our audience, they may not know that Mohabbat TV and Hearts for Iran has been broadcasting <clears throat> weekly live programs in Dari and even in Pashtun into Afghanistan and the region for years. Um, but uh, I wanted to ask you, Mark and Latif, uh, can you please tell our audience about Christian movement in Afghanistan? Uh, just, just because we may not know, uh, you know, how it got started. This is not a recent thing. Can you please give us a, a brief understanding of the Christian movement in Afghanistan, what it was, and also add to us how Taliban takeover has affected the Christian movement in Afghanistan? Well, we have to remember that God's work in, in Iran and Afghanistan and throughout Central Asia is nothing new, that God has been moving throughout the earth for generations and generations, and, and he actually is orchestrating the, the boundaries and the events of history, uh, even now as we are on this broadcast. He's doing this, and we know from Scripture that he's doing this so that some will will even perhaps stumble upon him and they will find him because we know that he is not far from any of us. So, so when we see these tragic events happening, I have to remind myself, be encouraged, God is orchestrating the events that we're seeing before us that we sometimes think are just horrendous and, and tragic. And, and I remember when I began to, to read about and research my own involvement in Afghanistan going back into the 1980s. I remember reading about uh, interesting figures like a, a, a pastor from Iran that rode by horseback back into Afghanistan and was preaching the gospel. Everyone thought he was crazy. I remember reading about, of course, prior to that, the Nestorian Christians in northern Afghanistan. And, and there are historical records of, of a bishop of Balkh. And, and uh, so I, I, I know that God is, you know, Afghanistan is not new to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. and, and I remember reading and, and actually meeting Dr. Christy Wilson, who started a blind school in Afghanistan, the newer school, and then hearing about, uh, about a, a pastor that actually, he was blind, and he, he learned, he translated the Bible into Dari, and he was later murdered by, by one of the, the, 
the the warlords in Afghanistan and and you know just all of these events have to come to our mind as we think about the fact that that God is at work in Afghanistan. Amen. Let's see if let me ask you the question. The second part of the question was um, how the Taliban takeover has affected the Christians in the region. Uh, can you uh, address that question for us and for our audience? Yeah, sure. Like uh, Taliban is still the same. It's the same Taliban. The same Sharia is going on in Afghanistan. Of course, in media, we see different. Sometimes we get hope. Oh, maybe Taliban is, has changed. But actually not. We have been contact inside Afghanistan. The reality is not what we see on, on the media. They have not changed, but they are like pressing uh, believers. They are try to find believers in Afghanistan and Kabul and all other uh, cities. And we have been seeing that they murder uh, Christian. They took the, the daughter from, from them and they took them and we don't know where they are. All those things like we, we, we do not see on media. The media do not share those things. This is something horrible we hear from, from our brother and sister from inside Afghanistan. So Latif, I just also want to share with our audience that today we really are avoiding detailed questions about the current status of believers in, in Afghanistan and Kabul because of security reasons, because uh, we, we, we know that there are quite a few people that are, are left behind or are there that we need to be very sensitive about. So I just wanted to share that bit of an information with our audience. If you do ask questions uh, about details, uh, for the security of people in the country, we are going to avoid doing this because this is a fluid situation that we are dealing with. Um, uh, just want to say thank you for sharing that bit of information. David, back to you. Sure. Pastor Latif, um, we do have a question from the audience already, and they're asking really a follow-up on what Mark said about believers being martyred. Um, do you guys, can we just speak for a second about the numbers that you're hearing and and what is happening specifically with the deaths and uh, people being killed. Oh, brother Mark, you're gonna head. Well, I think uh, the numbers. When you talk about numbers in Afghanistan, everything is a guess because yeah. there there are different networks of house churches, for example, in Afghanistan that are connected to different. Uh, pastors and church leaders and so it's really difficult we we hear of of course there's many rumors and and so we've heard rumors of a whole church being martyred and you know that all of the church in afghanistan has been martyred we know that's not true but uh we don't want to belittle any story that we hear we want to investigate it and find out but we know specific sisters who have called to some of the people that you know um dr ansari uh who who have shared that that this sister in the Lord called and said uh, the the Taliban took my husband and they they decapitated him because of his faith and another brother who shares you know the Taliban has has burned my Bibles in the room where my Bibles were and and yet he's gone to another place and saying but please send me more Bibles so we know of specific instances so so those are the things that we we can verify but we want to be careful about spreading rumors. Absolutely. Pastor Latif, I don't think uh, we've had a chance to introduce this, but you are actually working with us to do a live broadcast into uh, Afghanistan every day. You're part of that team that, of our response to having live broadcasts from Afghan pastors like yourself speaking to the nation. And as a result of that, we're getting a lot of communication. You are fielding a lot of communication from the country, people calling you directly. And I know you're spending a lot of time talking to people every day in there. What's the sense, especially, you know, when there's hopelessness like this, what's the sense that you're getting from the believers of fear uh, of what, what's it feel like from the people you're talking to? Yeah, of course, for in past few weeks, about like three weeks, it was fear and people was, uh, they spread in everywhere in Afghanistan. They don't know where they can go. But by the grace of God, they are standing up again. God bring them back and they're standing and then they are um, okay now. But what uh, Dr. Mark says, it's very important to 
clarify when we heard things from Afghanistan. We should have direct contact with them. That's whatever we heard is true. And uh, there's so many things is like now in Afghanistan, people try to take advantage of what is going on in Afghanistan. Um, that's what I'm saying that we should be very careful. So you're saying, you basically are saying that some of the information that is coming to us in the West may not necessarily be accurate. It, it, it could be false information for different reasons. Um, so if that's the case, what is the best way for our audience to filter what is right and what is wrong? Yeah, that's, that's such a, that's the million dollar question, isn't it? Uh, I think that direct knowledge, knowing people like Pastor Latif and, and even uh, like Brother Hussein and others that are directly involved is so key. And just being careful about spreading uh, via social media things that you're not sure about. But one thing we can all do is we can pray. When we see these things, whether we know whether they are true or not, you know, we... Mm. Let, it should lead us to our knees. It should lead us to pray because we know there are brothers and sisters and, and children and young girls and, and people that are of perhaps the, uh, an ethnic minority or they worked for the, the police or they worked for the, they were translators. There are people in danger right now. And we know that as just a matter of a couple of nights ago, there was a there was a door to door search in, in Kabul. And we know that there's things like that going on. And uh, so we all can be praying fervently. And then, of course, getting behind the work of Pastor Latif and others uh, and Muhammad TV as we are. If we're looking for ways for our hands and feet to get involved, join with those who are directly involved. I want to ask you guys a question. Um... But before I ask the question, I, I want to share something that was shared with us. Um, many people think that the, the reason we've seen the challenges that we are in Afghanistan is because we tried in, uh, in America to bring a central government to a tribal region. Uh, and that system did not really work. That system of government governance and, and other things did not work. I don't want to get involved with that at this moment. But the question that we have for you and that, that came to us is, the Taliban is saying, look, we are a new brand, brand new Taliban. We are a Web 2.0 version of, of Taliban. We're no longer the, the fanatic Taliban from 20 years ago. And our brother Latif, right off the bat, he said, that is not true. This is the same Taliban, the same Sharia. And you spoke that with such a confidence because we're hearing in America, there are voices that are saying, no, give the Taliban a chance, give diplomacy a chance, give, give. Give, give all of this a chance because this is a brand new government and we need to work with them. I don't want to talk about the government part of it, but from a Christian perspective and the safety of, of Christians and Christian growth in Afghanistan, do you really think that um, the Christians in Afghanistan will continue being under persecution of Taliban or you think things are going to ease up? That's a question that has come in. They will continually be suffering under the Taliban. There is no way that Taliban could forgive them or to give them freedom because they are, the things are against their Sharia law. That's, they, cannot, they cannot avoid that. They cannot deny their Sharia. That's, that's something so clear. And we cannot, we cannot say that Christians will be free in Afghanistan. They, cannot, uh, they can share free, freely gospel or the, the church can could come and share the good news inside Afghanistan. That's not something like we we think about that. Uh, I think I think that uh, you know I'm I'm holding I'm drinking my Afghan tea with a uh, cup from Africa. I used to live in Africa, and and there were zebras that had brown stripes, and there were zebras their stripes were a little more black, but they were all zebras. And so you know we can call this. 2.0 or or 2.5 whatever it is it's still the taliban and and their foundation is the same and their convictions about leaving islam and becoming a follower of jesus is the same uh maybe some, there may be more sophistication or less we don't know we know that there have been some very well educated harvard graduate uh talib but but regardless uh, a, a talib is a talib, you know, and so their foundation, their their basic convictions are the same. When it comes specifically to those who leave Islam and choose by faith to follow 
Jesus Christ. So, Mark, specifically what you're saying, and I just want to make sure our audience understands, we talk about Iran quite a bit, people being imprisoned for, you know, turning apostasy, going from Islam to Christ, which is happening every day in Iran and Afghanistan. So let's just be really clear when you say that what they believe about apostasy, you're talking about death, right? Absolutely. I think they've made it clear. Even 2.0 has made it clear. Yeah. So it's not, I mean, even the subtlety, Mike, when we're talking about Iran, Afghanistan, they share a common commonality in languages and, and some culture and things like that. But uh, what looks like it's coming, that's apostasy is death for Afghanistan. That's right. And David, the scary thing is uh, I, I also want to touch on, on women. Uh, that are that are now living in that area. I'm take, kind of taking this out, out of the context of, of, of Christianity. Uh, the women of, uh, of Afghanistan are highly persecuted. There was a video that just came out that uh, a woman that were, had the covering and did not have the burqa, but had the Islamic covering. They were being uh, uh, lashed uh, against or lashed, uh, 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 you know, attacked by by, Afghan, by Taliban on the street, and people could not do anything. Can you share something about? Um, what, what you're hearing about what is happening to women and how that's been taken by the women in Afghanistan, please? Yes, uh, if I can share like about women's, like when, when 20 years ago, the women's like growing up now, there was like, there are five years, six years, seven years. They, they are now like 25, 27 years. They all grow in like freedom of speech the freedom of uh, woman and man, the human being, they grow up like this and they think still the same way. That's why they came, in, they came out and um, claim against Taliban, they want the freedom. But we don't want to say that they have no value. Of course, they have value in the eyes of God. God loved them. But the other, the other side, they have to understand the Sharia law. What the Sharia law says, they are against the Sharia law. They, they cannot come in the, in the street and say that, oh, I, I don't want to wear hijab and uh, whatever. It's like they cannot and they, they bring suffering to themselves. That's what I'm saying. Um, a, a comment that came in from a viewer um, of one of our programs was that um, are Taliban bad Muslims or are Taliban good Muslims? Wow, that's a loaded question, you know, perspective. Uh, you know, in, so I, I'm a professor of religion, of, of world religions. We look at fundamentalism, for example, uh, and fundamentalists are those that are that are the most strict uh, adherence to the religion or the book. And so you know, we have others that would say that would have more of a an open minded or a liberal perspective on the book, whether it be the Bible or the Quran. And mm. so, so many Muslims would like to tell us, even Muslim scholars, <clears throat> oh, the Tal Taliban are not true Muslims. Well, that comes from the perspective of someone who is a very liberal view of their holy book. And so uh, many would have to admit that the Taliban are, are strictly adhering to not only the book, but also the, the Hadith. And, and so some would say, well, they're followers more of the Hadith and the rigorous followers of the Hadith. So, so those are, you know, they're basing their beliefs on the Quran and the sayings of Muhammad. So uh, you decide, you know, whether that they're better Muslims or not. It depends on where you land uh, uh, on on those interpretations. As as for me, of course, they are good Muslim because they are they are obeying the Sharia law. It's myself when I was Muslim, I did the same thing. The much I had Christian and and uh, non-Muslim, I was I'm the good Muslim like. In the Bible, Paul, he persecuted the church. He tried to be a good Jew and all like, that's why he persecuted the church. And he tried to pretend that he's a good, good religious man. Uh, that's the things that they are follow their religion. That's why uh, I can say they are good Muslim that's in the eyes of their religion. Yeah. 
Very straightforward, guys. I mean, that makes perfect sense. That's a great question, Mike. I want to ask a little bit about refugees. We want to talk about the future of the church, but today we see so many people are leaving uh, the country. And I forget who's mentioned that, but talking about the desire to stay in the country, some, but the evidence is a lot of them are leaving. Uh, Do you guys have any perspective on the numbers that still want to leave the country And then also where are they landing and what's happening with refugees? Well, Latif has much more firsthand information, but I know we've heard of entire churches in the country that have said, hey, we're staying. We're not going anywhere. And I know there are groups that are saying we've got to share with our neighboring villages. And and so we know that there's there's a large number that either by choice or, or just out of no other options, will remain. And so I think the, the burden is that how do we pray for them? How do we assist them? Because in the past, you know, we, we had Westerners that were there and organizations that were there, and, and we don't know. Uh, I recall when the Tali- Taliban took over previously, many Christian organizations, you know, they pulled back. Others slowly began to apply for permission to be there, and but they were under great scrutiny. Um, so, so in a sense, what we're facing may be like what has happened in the, the church in China during the Boxer Rebellion, when there was great persecution, or like what has happened in Iran. Uh, and uh, so uh, who knows how God will advance the church through this. I believe he will. Amen. Hallelujah. Mike, can I go ahead and ask, I want to go ahead and ask you guys a follow-up on that, which is specifically, I mean, we're just talking about the state of mind. Are people trying to flee? Are they staying? We've heard specifically people calling and saying they feel abandoned um, by the West or by the church or whatever. Are you guys hearing that same message? And if so, how would you respond to that? Um, if, if, you know, Latif, you're talking to one of the believers in country and they're saying like, everyone has forsaken us or they're feeling this sense of abandonment. How would you respond to that? And are you hearing that? Yeah. The only things I want to say that we should not give them a false hope that what we cannot do, we should say that, oh, I can do this and oh, I can help you in this. And we should pray and ask for wisdom. And whatever we can do, we have to do. But whatever we cannot do, we should not give them a false hope. What I'm just following up with Brother Mark, like the real believers who are still not known by other people, they still want to stay in Afghanistan. Only the believers they known as a Christian in Afghanistan, they know like they're under persecute. Uh, we want them to come out of Afghanistan, of course. <laughs> but we should be very careful. Many people by the name of Christian, they want to come out of Afghanistan. They are false believers. And that's also, we should be very careful of that. That we're hearing about uh, 16,000, 5,000 believers came out of Afghanistan. Uh, I don't think that's, that's, that's all true. Mm, yeah, I think the just to follow up, uh, I think what Pastor Latif said is so true. The, um, you know, there are Christians who made a, a, a very heart-wrenching choice uh, a few weeks before the Taliban took control. And these are Christians that said, we want to register with the government. We don't want to be known <clears throat> as Muslims. And so there was an opening in the law that allowed them and through a documentation that they were allowed to register. And, and the Taliban has all that. And so mm-hmm. there's really no hope for those as far as from a human perspective, hmm. other than that they would be taken because they have those lives. And so we, we those people are at great risk, particularly. So we need to be prayerful for those people and, and uh, we need to lift up to the Lord, what is their best option? And so, yeah, there is a real sense that, uh, that there was an abandonment uh, by the West for not helping. Uh, but hmm. uh, so, yeah, we need to pray for them. 
Dr. Mark, specifically, you said people, there was a window for them to register, change their ad- identification card, possibly, and say Christian now. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have any idea how many people actually did that? Uh, and now, you know, not, yeah, that's a great question, but probably we shouldn't speculate on that. Yeah, okay. There were some, yeah. No, One that's, of the things that we're hearing is, go ahead. I'm sorry, David. You were no, speaking. I was just saying that's fascinating. I, I did not realize that that happened. Uh, just, just to um, uh, also give, as, as an update, um, we know that uh, America has uh, has declared that they will receive up to, up to ninety five thousand uh, Afghan refugees that are coming to U.S. and help them with settlements across America. I, other countries, uh, such as Canada and UK, are also receiving up to twenty thousand people coming in. Um, but there, there are quite a few that are uh, that are also going to Pakistan. Uh, the neighboring countries. These are people who did not have the means to get in an airplane and be able to be to escape. Um, there's a huge number going to Afghanistan. There's a huge number going to all the different countries. And in Iran, I believe that prior to this event, there were up to 2.5 million Afghan refugees. And mm-hmm. now Iranian government has put together camps at the, by the border for Afghans that are coming in. Uh, one of the things that we are doing at Heart for Iran is to try to send Bibles uh, to the Afghan refugees that are landing in Iran. And uh, it is not an easy thing. And sometimes we feel that we are in the dark, we're trying to hit the market right, but it's, it's difficult. But for those of us who are in America that are dealing with the refugees that are coming in, there's a lot more that we can do. I know Dr. Mark, uh, you yourself and Brother Latif, you guys are very intentional and very active uh, through the organizations you are working with, directing uh, Memphis, uh, Refugee Memphis, and others, can you please tell our audience what are some of the, touch on some of the challenges and opportunities that us as Americans will face with Afghan refugees coming here and how to be better at it and and be good at receiving them and helping them out. Opportunities and challenges, please. Well, Latif knows the experience uh, from his wife's experience and his own experience firsthand what the the refugee journey is like. But uh, as someone working as an, you know as trying to help those folks as both a Christian as and representing a ministry, um, one of the challenges that that I think all of the agencies are facing right now is housing. Uh, we're overwhelmed. We're we're in a in many states in the United States, we have a housing market that is just overburdened. And so uh, houses sell very quickly. Rental, the rental market is, is overburdened. And so we're, we're having trouble uh, arranging you know, weeks in advance for new arrivals. And so that's one of the burdens. We've been asking landlords who happen to have apartments or have homes to consider contacting, whether it be World Relief or Catholic Services or Lutheran Services or Bethany, one of these agencies that handles the, the housing of refugees when they first arrive, consider making available your resources uh, when it comes to housing. That's an urgent need. And then and then we're all understaffed. So we've added a couple of, of uh, Afghan staff ourselves in recent weeks because we know we don't have the the personnel to manage the great demands, particularly for translation and and uh, just spending time in the homes with the practical needs of getting vaccinations and getting to the doctors, getting to to social security offices and things like that. So so we're under under personed, we're we're undermanned, underwomaned. We don't have enough people. Volunteers are short, and so there's there's mixed feelings right now among Americans. Some feel, and probably Canadians too. You know, you know. Should we? Should our government have handled it this way? Maybe I don't want to help these folks. We got to recognize that whether we like the process, there are people in great need, and when people are in need, we know they're most responsive to the gospel. So, so now's the time to make available resources, both tangible, financial, and just yourself being willing to volunteer. So, I want to have a challenge here for any of the pastors or leaderships of the church uh, that are watching this program. What is your church doing in your neighborhood and in your community? There is an opportunity for your church to, to exercise the Great Commission in our own backyard. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe that's what you're saying, Mark. You're saying uh, the church needs to rise up because crisis is creating an amazing opportunity for the gospel 
uh, to be presented to these people and their lives will be transformed forever. So the church needs to come together in America to really reach out and, and bless these people. Is, is that really the core message that you're sharing with us here? Yes, yes. What would you add to that, Brother Latif? Yeah, that's what I want to add that. Whatever you have, just serve. Don't go for, for what you don't have it, you know, like whatever you have it in your city or whatever you can reach them, serve them with love and especially like uh, housing and then food money. Many of them, they don't have food. And then even though in Iran, Pakistan and Turkey and, and all over the world, they need housing and food money. Like uh, when you really want to reach them and love them, what Jesus called you to do that, I just want to challenge you. They are available now. Amen. Just following up, go ahead, Dr. Mark. Yeah, David, I would just say that we've seen some beautiful expressions in the countries around uh, around Afghanistan, like Pakistani Christians are, you know, Pakistani Christians are some of the most oppressed people on uh, believers on earth, yet Pakistani Christians, I've heard amazing stories about them getting involved to help uh, not only Afghan Christians, but Afghan Muslims. And, and I think that's true in Iran and other countries as well. Wow, that's, yeah. that's incredible. Sorry, sorry, brother David. That's what I want to share about Pakistanis believer that uh, Afghan people used to hate them. I don't like in Pakistani people, but they have a great experience of love, real mm -hmm. love. The experience mm -hmm. of a great love, they, they, they call us and share. Oh, we had a great experience of love from Pakistani families. That's wow. very, very touch. Yes. Amen. Wow. That's a great testimony. Um, I just want to ask one of the viewers is asking, uh, can we expect Christians among the refugees or mostly Muslims? I think from what we've talked about so far, I mean, it's clear that it sounds like it's going to be pretty much Muslims and serving them can be a witness opportunity. Are you guys agreeing? Are there going to be some Christians in there too? Yes, there will definitely be both, but I think the vast majority, we need to know the vast majority are going to be Muslims. And there may be many that claim to be, you know, in fact, we had we had some of the people we were trying to assist who walked through the gates in the airport and they were told, I mean, literally they were told, if you say you are a Christian, you will get a flight. Uh, and so we know that many people who walked through the airport gate in Kabul said, I'm a Christian, so that they would get a flight. I, I don't want to, I hate to dishearten anyone, but as, as Pastor Latif said, many of the thousands that claim to be Christians, uh, you may find that they're going to mosque when they arrive in your city. Yes. Don't be disappointed. For our audience members who are listening to this program have just joined us late. Uh, we are here with Dr. Mark Morris and the Pastor Latif Paymon discussing uh, the topic of invaded, betrayed, and hurting about Afghanistan and Afghan believers uh, that are still in the country or not uh, leaving the country of Afghanistan. Um, there, a question that came in uh, from one of the listeners that I would like to pose to you is, uh, do you see this, is, this to be an opportunity for the growth of the MBB movement, Muslim background believer movement, as Islam gets even more exposed? Yes. Love to hear your thoughts. Of course. Yeah, of course, they are going more. Like uh, we see many people calling and they want to receive Christ. They want to know uh, Christ and they want to read Bible. Many, many, many calls we got from uh, inside Afghanistan and outside Afghanistan from Afghan people. Of course, the things I want to share this because they want to see God through religions. They're tired of religions. They want to be free and have a personal relationship with God. That's only through Christ, it's available. That's the things people of tire of, these things are happening through religions and inside Afghanistan. And they, they have been beating and they killed. Many people are killed because of these religious things. The voice people, the things, and they want to find through God. And many, many calls we receive every week. Amen. What is the, let's just continue with that real quick. What do you guys think the church will look like or should look like 
now that I mean, I feel like we're in crisis mode now. But as things settle out, what's the vision? Do you guys have an idea of what the church might look like 10 years from now, 20 years from now in Afghanistan? Well, perhaps we can look at Iran and see what the church looks like there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we learn something. I don't know. Absolutely. Uh, I, I love following up on what doc, what uh, Pastor Latif said and what you're talking about, David. Uh, I love uh, the expression that I heard from Hussein Andarias on one of the other Mohabad programs. He says that, uh, you know, he searched all the holy books of other religions. And, and he said, I searched and searched, and I could only find one holy book that said, God is love. And that points to what Pastor Latif was saying is that, that you know, this is about a relationship. And, and this is about a, a, a relation with the person who is love who created all the universe, who created everything that is, who holds up the universe by the, by the word of his power, Scripture says, and, and his name is high and exalted above every name, above higher than the angels. And, and so it, 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 I think you may be onto something, David, that, that this is perhaps exposing the difference in religion, which is created by man, uh, and a relationship that is initiated by God. Amen. So I want to go ahead and kind of massage this question and, and your answer and just present it in a different way and ask for your thoughts. Uh, David asked the question, what does the future of the church look like in Afghanistan? He said, let's take a look at what God is doing in Iran. I want to share this with our audience that 40 years ago, 40 plus years ago, there was an Islamic revolution in Iran where Shah, the, uh, the, the ruler of Iran, was toppled and the Islamic fundamentalists, the Shiite fundamentalists took over the country. What we're seeing 40 years later is that there is a huge exodus towards secularism. A lot of Iranians are saying we don't want God anymore. We don't want to talk about God anymore because mm. we have been uh, uh, abused, persecuted by, through, through religion. Uh, but a good cross-section of those people that, that, are, that are fed up with Islam are either having dreams or visions or are encountering the very essence of love that you just touched on, Dr. Mark, which is God is love. They want, to, they want to have a different definition of their creator, which is really lacking. And when they take a look at humanity, when they take a look at goodness, the good parts of human nature, they realize that the essence of love there is, it supersedes everything else. So there is a huge uh, undercurrent of Iranians that are becoming secret followers of Jesus. And that is what we're encountering. Are you saying that you feel that the future Afghanistan would be a mirror copy of what we're seeing in Iran. Is that is that what you guys are saying? We would love to pick your brain on this a little bit more. Yeah, for me, the future of the church uh, from Afga- uh, for Afghan people, it's fellowship. Like when we talk about church, and so many Western they think that buildings is a church, but the future of the church, I want or we want to be fellowship. And because they grow, they said, we are the church. We are the future of the church. The believer says, we are the church. Wherever we go, we should build the fellowship and we should build a house church. That's what they call themselves as a church. They move to Pakistan. They still have the same church. They don't go to the building. And if they go to Turkey or India or wherever they go, they have their own church with them, their fellowship. That's what I'm thinking about the future church for Afghanistan. They are, of course, the love is, is the most important. Yeah, yeah, Amen. I think, I think a, a, a big difference, of course, culture matters. Uh, and I think, but I think Iran has, uh, of course, Dr. Ansari, you know so much better than me, but the, Iran has a rich Christian history of, of you know, historical Christians that uh, churches that, that have flourished over uh, history in Afghanistan, you know, though we have the we have the the bishop of of Balkh that was in that church that was wiped out. We don't have perhaps in Afghanistan the same historical you know Christian heritage that even though it was a minority, an oppressed minority, there was that that seed of the gospel and and so maybe that's a a difference. I don't know exactly how that's lived out in in the future, but but Afghanistan is. You know, I remember Dr. Uh, uh, Christy Wilson referred to Afghanistan as the forbidden harvest. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I, <clears throat> I remember 
stories of Dr. William Miller and others that planted themselves in Iran and and they had a vision for Afghanistan, but they couldn't even get to it. It was so forbidden and so prohibitive. And so who knows exactly what it will look like, but certainly the growth has got to happen. Certainly the growth under oppression. It seems God uses persecution to refine exactly. the church and to build the church and to, to refine the hearts of believers and, and uh, you know, deepen the desire to spread the gospel. So uh, I look forward to seeing what he does. I don't look forward to the pain and suffering that brothers right. and sisters are experiencing now and will experience in the future, but certainly God knows what he is doing in, in building the church there. Amen. Yes, I just... I just want to share a little, like, don't be disappointed, like, about the suffering. God used the suffering to grow his church. Suffering is real in the Bible, in the believer's life. I'm, I'm not, like, sitting here in America to say this word. I do pass this during my eight years refugee. I do suffer and suffer for Christ. And my faith is grow. I become more closer to Jesus. Amen. Wow. You know, it, this is such a beautiful conversation and I just really appreciate uh, both of you guys. I hope the audience, you guys can see that uh, Pastor Latif is a gospel preacher. He, he He's ready to spread the word at a moment and he's doing that now. And he's also comforting those that are being persecuted and he's doing the work. And so we really appreciate Pastor Latif, uh, Dr. Mark, what you're doing heading up with refugees and teaching and just taking a leadership role in all of this. We really appreciate that as well. Right now, I want to kind of shift the conversation to the response. So we, we would love to just continue this conversation and talk more about what you guys have uh, experienced and your knowledge. But right now, I want to talk a little bit about the response. And particularly, I know as Harford Iran, uh, Mike, I want you to share a little bit about what we've deemed or what we've kind of envisioned as a response to this crisis as a television ministry and an on-the-ground ministry, what are we doing? Uh, we want to share a little bit about that, and then we want to hear from you guys, what are you particularly doing um, and, and how you're seeing results uh, through the response in these times. So, Mike, maybe you can share what is our heart for Iran uh, we've been working really hard over the last few weeks to come up with a response. And what, what is our response and how are we addressing this um, crisis? I want to share with you guys that no one ministry can handle all the work that needs to be done. Uh, collaboration, transparency and partnership is the only way to really have a lasting impact. And that's what Heart for Iran tries to do. That is why uh, we basically had a partnership with Pastor Latif. He is now one of the uh, host of a live diary show into Iran on Mohabbat TV. We can't do it without him. We can't do it with, with the consultation and, and feedback from Dr. Morris and others. So um, uh, what we're dealing with uh, folks is uh, how do we walk in accuracy in this season where there's a lot of fog, there's a lot of noise, the intentions are good, but there's a lot of confusion. And that probably is something that your organization is dealing with. Uh, well, I want to sh sh share with you again Go to consultants, go to people who actually are working either in the ground with Afghans or are dealing with the refugees. We found that the most uh, trusted partners we found are with Dr. Morris and, and Brother Latif. That's why we are uh, launching on more initiatives. David will tell you more about some of the impacts and, and the asks in a minute. But what we're doing is we would like to continue being on Mohabbat TV live weekly diary shows bringing the gospel to the to the wonderful people of Afghanistan and Afghans who have left the country. We also are realizing that a large number of people who are reaching out to us are absolutely traumatized. Mm -hmm. They've gone through a huge crisis and they still are going through a crisis. Imagine you lose your home, you lose, you lose your livelihood, you lose, you lose your hope. You have daughters, you have wife, wife and all of a sudden they, they amount to nothing. Uh, or you end up going to a country where you don't have money to put food in front of your family. So people are going through a crisis. So we are hiring several Afghan counselors to train them to be uh, counselors, crisis counselors. So when people call us, we'll be able to guide them through a, a, a clinical and a spiritual 
uh, uh, healing process. So that is something that we've been intentional. We, we would love to get your support, helping us hire those people. The next thing that we're doing is uh, we do realize that there's a lot of Afghans that are afraid and are not connected. They're isolated believers. Uh, we are hoping to launch an Afghan virtual church, an online church, uh, to be able to help them out. That's not a new thing for us at Mohabbat TV Heart for Iran. We have been uh, very active in uh, a, a Iranian online virtual church since 2019. And in Afghanistan, our brother Latif and our brother Hossein have had uh, online churches since 2007 on Skype, on Zoom. We would like to revive that and bring a sense of fellowship. These are some of the things that Heart for Iran feels that we can do through partnership. And the last one, is that we are realizing that there are a lot of Afghan refugees that are going to the country of Iran. We do have ways to be able to send Bibles to this demographic, mm. to these people that are just homeless. And they're in a, in a country where they're dealing with challenges. Wouldn't it be great for us to give them a Bible? Much like challenging you guys in your neighborhood to give a Bible to people in your neighborhood, we would like to send Bibles to them. So that is the, 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 the next area where we wanna ask you to partner with us. Last part, last part is this. A few years ago, God gave us a vision to put together a resource called uh, Reaching the Muslim Next Door. With the, with the new oncoming uh, exodus or, or the wave of Afghans that are coming to America, if you or your church finds itself at the crossroads where you do not know how to create a cultural, uh, a cultural bridge uh, to connect with the, with, the, with the people through their culture, we do have uh, as, as a, 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 the training that we would come to your church or provide to your church where we would teach your staff uh, the worldviews uh, of, of the Middle East and how to create a bridge so the gospel can be presented to them and not in a Western way, but in a way and a language that they have. That resource is available. Ask for it. Write, that, write to us. Ask us. We would love to freely just give that to you guys. And we also have DVDs of Jesus film. Christmas is on, the, on its way. Wouldn't it be great for you to take a DVD of, of Jesus film that is in Dari? and give it to an Afghan family in your neighborhood. So these are different ways uh, that we're involved. Um, Want to get it, give it back to you, David. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Mike. I mean, we as a ministry uh, are super interested in the region and focus 100%. That's our lifeblood, what we do. And so when this crisis came out, we've just really prayed, uh, what are the right things to do at this time? And I think one of the most important things is our TV broadcasts that are happening into Afghanistan through satellite TV. The Taliban cannot block that. Uh, people are able to watch that in their homes. It's a daily live program. Pastor Latif is supporting us in that. He's one of the faces that's on that daily response. And then as a part of that, people can call or email and talk to a live person 24 hours a day uh, through our call center. And as Mike said, we want more Afghan background believers on our staff, on our team. So we've got a plan to hire more people to uh, connect with these Afghans that are reaching out so desperately. And so that's our response. And that's what we're doing. I want to give uh, Dr. Mark and Latif a little bit more time to unpack what they're doing. But I just want to go back to what Mike said is we cannot do this alone. Um that, you know, this is what we have in our hands to give. Uh, it's a TV based ministry. And so we can do that, but it takes hundreds of ministries to focus. A lot of people are doing a lot of different things. Um, and so we want to just encourage you to hear what others are doing as well. However, in the meantime, we are very blessed that people are stepping up and we do have ministry partners that are coming to us. We've already, if you've seen in our mail, uh, we've already done a match gift of $5,000 for Bibles to Afghan refugees. That has already been completed. We raised more than $5,000 for that. Uh, and now today, launching today, we have a new matching offer from one of our trusted ministry partners. They're putting $15,000 into the broadcast. Uh, the broadcast, like what Latif is doing every day, they wanna put 15,000 into that. And they've asked our viewers if they would match that. So today we are going to be sending out emails on this. If you have interest, let us know. Uh, we're going to be sending out a message. We want you to, to join with us on the broadcast side of things. And so we're asking to help match that $15,000 uh, 
uh, that's been made available starting today. So be looking on the lookout for that. And again, that directly helps uh, what Pastor Latif is doing by going live on the air. If these Afghan believers are feeling abandoned, we want to be there to support them. And that's our vision right now at this time. So uh, thanks for letting us share that a little bit. We want to talk a little bit more about the response. So with that being said, I want to throw this to uh, you, Dr. Mark and Pastor Latif. What are you guys specifically, uh, what else are you guys involved with? What are you hearing as opportunities to get engaged? And uh, tell us a little bit more about your ministries. Yeah, for what we do, everything is people intensive. We believe God uses his servants. And so we're investing in, in Afghan Christian staff and others that are trained Uh, You mentioned uh, earlier, Dr. Ansari, about uh, people that will do sort of uh, grief counseling and counseling as people are trying to adjust to to the trauma. My wife and one of our Afghan staff was uh, going through some training yesterday on just how to use scripture, how to learn, how to listen well to uh, people that are going through trauma because uh, almost every Afghan I've ever met has been through some sort of trauma directly or indirectly and so uh, yeah there's such a need for for knowing how to listen and apply the word of god in those conversations so so we're we're investing in in people that will do heart-to-heart hand-to-hand ministry with these afghans that are arriving so so refugeememphis.com is is reporting on and raising support for for our own teams on the ground uh, and we're not just helping people in Memphis. We're, we've also been partnering with others as well. And of course, uh, Pastor Latif, uh, the AfghanMedia.com is so important. How do people get in touch with you guys? Dr. Mark, uh, let's go ahead and start with you and then with Pastor Latif. Uh, if, again, our audience members, we encourage you. Um, these, these are real deal people. You, you want to go ahead and do something for Afghanistan. You don't want, I mean, contact us and support us, but support them as well. We, we, our, our heart is for you guys to be able to stand next to people who are good doing God's work. So if people want to get in touch with you, Dr. Morris, yes. what is the best way for them to get in touch with yes. you? Mark at refugeememphis.com or go to our website, refugeememphis.com. You can reach us there. What uh, about you, Brother Latif? Yeah, for me, like if you go to www.refugeememphis.com, afghantv.com and also if you want to email me personally latif at afghanmedia.com that's my personal email that you can reach me anytime any um, yeah and also want to uh, say is that whatever you say is that is really true we cannot work alone either God called us to work together and love people and listen to them amen guys I wanted to let you know that uh Pastor Latif, uh, he's he's doing what God wants him to do in America because of the support of, of organizations and people. They're supporting him and they have raised funds to support pastors like him. And um, uh, I believe that we do need to stand next to each other and try to support uh, Pastor Latif for, to continue his work. That mm-hmm. is, that's very important. Again, get in touch with any one of us. If God puts that burden in your heart, we would love to support and help each other out. It's been a true pleasure being able to be with you guys. There's so much more to talk about, uh, about Afghanistan. People, stay tuned. We are going to be sending you guys emails, ask us questions. David, back to you. Hey, man. Wow, this has been really good. And again, we never have enough time to talk about all these things. Uh, two great ministry partners, two great ministries, what they're doing. Um, we love them and want to support them and encourage them. I just want to go off of what Mike said. You know, if you're seeing news of what's happening in Afghanistan, take action, make a donation to one of these ministries, uh, find out more about how to help with refugees, do something to help. Now is a great opportunity for harvest. It just does not happen by itself. Uh, it happens with the work of these great laborers. So we want to encourage you to do that. Uh, Pastor Latif, I want to take this time to personally thank you for stepping up. We're going daily now uh, into Afghanistan and you're a big part of that. And you're, I know you guys are burning the candle at both ends 
taking phone calls, dealing uh, with crisis of friends and loved ones and people that are reaching out to you from Afghanistan. And that's that's hard. And so I just want to really thank you for everything you're doing. Uh, you're a blessing to the ministry. Yeah, thank you for you all that supporting us in your prayer and encouraging us. That's a, a, that's a, such a privilege. Amen. And Dr. Mark, of course, thank you for coming on. Uh, your expertise is really, really valuable, and we're thankful for that. Um, as we close this out, we're running out of time. Pastor Latif, I want to ask you, would you be willing to uh, close this meeting with a prayer and also pray uh, for your brothers and sisters that are suffering in Afghanistan, just as you feel led? Maybe the prayer could be in Dari. Absolutely. الان جان شکرت به خاطر امروز به خاطر این لایف ای خداوند عزیز تو رو شکر میکنیم ای خداوند به خاطر تمام برکت های تای خداوند تا به خاطر زجرها و جفاهایی که ما میبینیم تو رو شکر میکنیم ای خداوند عزیز چون تو ما رو دعوت کردی ای خداوند عزیز که از تو سپاسگزار باشیم و از تو تشکر کردیم به خاطر زندگی ابدی خدا ای خداوند عزیز خداوند عزیز ما تمام فرزندایت که در افغانستان و در کشورهای دیگه مهاجر شده ای خداوند در ایران، پاکستان، تا تمام کشورهای خداوند که مهاجر است، ای خداوند پناهنده است، دعا میکنیم ای خداوند که قدرت تو، فیض تو، ای خداوند محبت تو هم رایزنا باشه. از اونها استفاده کو و اونها بگذار نور و نمک تو باشه. به نام عیسی مسیح. آمین. آمین. Thank you guys so much again for joining us. Uh, thank you to all our viewers. If you have questions or want to follow up, just send us an email at info at heartforiran.com. We can get you in touch with these guys. We can help you follow up on this. So thanks again. We really appreciate you being with us and join us again next month.